How long have you been married? I've been married 11 years in October. So this will be my 11th year of marriage. We just celebrated 10 years in the previous October. So going into year 11, man. Yeah, a lot of people ask, they say, how do you stay married for that long or even longer? What are some of the suggestions that you have to continue pleasing your significant other? One of the best things you can do is learn. It's an ongoing learning experience. And with the learning, you have to very much pay close attention to your spouse. And you have to watch and observe every little thing that they do. If you have to even take notes, right? Like learn them, like, especially for us men as husbands, it's very critical that we treat our wives like our favorite book, like our favorite movie. If you put on your favorite movie that you've watched time and time again, you're going to be able to finish the line. You're going to know it, but you still enjoy it. That's kind of like what marriage is in a sense, as far as husbands, we have to learn our wives and know them to the point because although women are and wives can be very complicated and very complex because they're different and we don't understand the differences a lot of times the more you are around your spouse the more you are around your wife the more you observe the more you pay attention you'll start to learn that a lot of what you thought was very complex and a lot of what you thought was complicated actually is pretty systematic and pretty simple but it takes for you to learn that and in the beginning it seems very difficult but as time goes on you'll see that wait a minute it's not so hard actually so learning is the number one tool that i can give you always be willing to learn and be a constant student even in your marriage yeah i've been married for i believe about four or five years now I don't tell my wife I said four or five. We're just going to say. So we've been married for a little while now. Not as long, about five years, but not as long as you, man. But for some of the things, what I was saying, man, is I can agree with you. It's always learning. It's always trying. Well, you can, like, we've gotten to the point now that we can finish each other's sentences. We already know what each other is basically thinking, kind of. So it'd be like, you don't even need to finish it. I already know what you're saying. It's that it's that look. It's kind of like when, you, when you're younger and your parent look at you and you look, don't do that. And it's one of those type of things that when your spouse do, does the exact same thing and she look at you, know exactly what she's trying to say, whether she's trying to say, you, okay, I don't feel comfortable in this situation. It's time to leave or change this conversation or I want to go do something. or So it's these type of things that you start to learn over time. So I'm guessing I'm in the beginning stages of that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm in the beginning stages of that in my life, I guess. I'm happy to be able to reach that part which you were just speaking about. I would say for a lot of people, just from my my five years, you know, it feels like 10 years to me. I'm not going to lie to you. But you're going to have ups and downs. And throughout that time, it's something that you got to know that you want. And I feel like, just my suggestion. I feel like a lot of people that have a successful relationship, it's the definition of what you say a successful relationship is because you're going to have ups and downs. Y'all are going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to, you're going to be upset with each other. Y'all going to say things. You ain't going to like, you're going to do things over time. You ain't going to be particularly 
proud of. And it's what you're going to take in that relationship. And it's what you're willing to change in that relationship to get you to that different level in your relationship. And the reason I'm hitting on this is because I see a lot of people, they get married and it, and it's short. And because and, and then they look and they say, why can't I find this person? Which takes us to the next subject is, why can't you find or why can't you find that person that you're going to be able to stay with for the rest of your life? For one, what are what are the things that you looked for in that? Is it just looks? Is it like what was it that actually made you want to be in that relationship? What is it? That like was it the was it the way that y'all think, the way that y'all look at each other, the way that y'all treat each other? And like what would you say about that stuff, man? Well, obviously you have to be attracted to a person if you're gonna spend the rest of your life with them, if you're gonna be around them more than not, usually. And I know in modern society, especially in the Western world in America, we work so much and our spouse works. Usually you have both working so you're kind of like ships passing in the night for a lot of days. But even in that, you're in constant communication or you're talking about the kids, if, even if you don't have kids yet. This is the person that you share your life with. So, See, I want to ask you a question if, if possible. Because no, you almost run, I think it's important. You said you have to be attractive to the person that you're with. So I don't want you to sugarcoat it because this is what we keep it real, man. Absolutely. Like, what do you mean? Why you have to be attractive because you because I've I've heard a lot of people say over time, oh, what about the what about the, the sweetness? What about how nice they are? What about the inside? No, that's not what I mean. So I'm happy you stopped me so I can clarify. Those things are important. Don't get me wrong, but you have to be physically attracted. Like you have to look at your spouse, and in my case, you have to look at your wife she has to be fine, right? And that's going to vary. Like what may be attractive to me may not be attractive to you and vice versa. But to you, you have to look at that woman like, man, I got to have her. And it has to be physical first before you're even going to be able to really appreciate all of the intangibles, all of the personality qualities and her. She has a great mind and all of that. You got to be physically attracted. And it's got to be like, man, like where you can feel it, you know what I mean? Like you start like salivating, you know what I mean? Like you're like looking at your lips kind of thing. Like, man, I got to have her. And that's very important, you know? So yeah, that's got to be there. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and that's one of the things like the reason I want to stop here for a second is because I feel like it's so important because people say those type of things. I feel like that is, that is a, that's a saying that gets a lot of people messed up too with that saying, Oh, as long as they're nice and all that type of stuff, it's what's inside, not on the outside. And we may get criticized for saying that, but I, I strongly agree with that because even in that relationship, you, you, you hear, I can only speak to me or our guys standpoint, because this is what this portion is for guys. Like I'm not going to try speaking to the females and the guys. Now, our wives might join us one day and they can tell the female version of it. But for us, we're going as of right now, we're going to speak about the guy standpoint of it. So it's one of those things that is like when you like a lot of you hear females say, 
Oh, I don't think he's attractive to me anymore. I don't think he's, he loves me anymore. Okay. So these are some of the things. So if you are a female and you are watching this, this, this is just a tip. And same thing for a guy is if you feel like that somebody's not attracted to you anymore, first off, where were you at when y'all first got together? And you got to check out the other person maturity level for one. And that's a whole different conversation of the maturity level to see maybe this person was immature when we got together and they don't realize that body parts is going to change. When you have children, things are going to change. I'm not going to look the exact same way we, we looked when we first got together. Like, but at the same time, are you actually continuing trying to work out? Are you trying to still give that sensation where my significant other feel that I'm sexy? Because if you're not, you you have to think of the perspective of your significant other. Like, how are they viewing you? You're not the person that they got with. And then that goes to the other level of the maturity of like, is this person like, does, does this person just not understand that things are going to change? Some things just are going to change. So for you speaking on that, like, could you elaborate, elaborate any better than that? Like go more in detail of it in your perspective? Well, absolutely. So, I'm, you know, you have to have that initial attraction to where that person lights your fire. They turn you on. They put you in the mood. Obviously, it has to be there. But yes, as you stated, as time goes on, as we grow older, we mature, start to have children, especially for women, because they're the ones who have to bear the children, who have to birth the children. They have to nurse the children. All of that takes a toll on the body. And there's definitely physical changes that come about. Sometimes it could be good. Most cases, there's going to be a change where you as the man, as the husband, you might see something that you weren't expecting. And again, it's the different levels of maturity because obviously, you know, we should know that, hey, she's going to put on some weight or whatever the case is going to be. Her figure may change because she's had these children and she's not going to look the same. Even if you don't have children, just as we get older, typically our bodies tend to change. So unless you're somebody who is committed to like working out and health and exercise, diet and all of that, you are going to go through phases where your partner is going to look different. So again, like you hit it on the head, man, dog, you have to have a certain level of maturity to realize that on the front end and not allow it to be such a determining factor in how you view your wife and your spouse, vice versa. But again, you have to have that going in because it's going to be the spark, the connection that is going to allow you to keep that fire and kindle that fire, even in those moments where you feel like things are difficult because of the non-physical things, right? You're not communicating well or things have changed, finance, whatever it is. You know, we know the issues that come up in marriage, communication, finances, time, quality time spent, attention, all of that, right? Those things are the intangibles, the non-physical things that can start to affect how you look at a person. But again, you have to have that physical attraction. It has to be in place to come into the marriage. And then you have to work on refining the relationship and growing stronger in your connectivity. That will keep you in those moments where the physical starts to change. And hopefully you have somebody that's committed to, like you said, always working on our 
ourselves and keep up keeping like you know that's important as well uh but i'll ask you you know what have what have been some of the things that you have had to kind of look so obviously the physical attraction is is super important but it's not the only thing so what are some of the other things going beyond the physical that you could point to that you appreciate about your wife and your relationship and your marriage that has kind of kept you together for these last five or so years yeah for me i feel like it's one of the biggest things that keeps me and my wife is like the that love that love that she has for me of course like you already said i'm definitely attracted to my wife but it's like it's the love that she gives to me even when i when i think that i'm not good enough at times and i'm sad and i'm hurt it's like my wife is there for me and she's there to support me and she is my other half so it's like when i'm not at my fullest she's bringing the other half or even another 60 70 percent when i'm less than to make me whole and that's one of the things for for example my kids we got five of them i'm on this video right now man she's taking care of five kids right now no daycare so it's those type of things that she's willing to go above and beyond for me and our family and to keep our family going. She, she, she keep, we always have a clean house. We always have meals. And of course, we can always like first and foremost, just thank God. But it's like it's what God has blessed in my life to give me somebody like her that has blessed me to have children that she cares for because we can, we read on the news, we can read on the news or anything on the newspaper or watch on the news that people not taking care of their children. Um, somebody is then injured or child or harmed them in a bad way. And it's like, I have a spouse that's not doing that. Now is my spouse perfect? Heck no. Am I perfect? Heck no. When I first got together with my spouse, I was a hundred and, what, 170 something pounds, maybe 180. Now I'm closer to, I ain't telling y'all. Nah, I'm 270, man. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm not in the same physical shape than I was. Like, I have disabilities that I deal with each and every day. I have deals that I deal with every single day that I can't go share with everybody else. Because it's the natural part that I know some people will judge me, but I really don't care. But some people will. But my wife, she knows everything about me. She knows what I'm good at. She knows what I'm bad at. So it, it, it's those things right there that builds together to make what we call our family. So what? So to ask you that same question, I'm sending it right over back up to you. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's excellent. You hit it right on the head. And that's so important. Like I started with the physical attraction, which is obviously going to be the thing that allows you to even notice your wife in many cases or your husband or whatever it is, your spouse. But there has to be those intangibles, those non-physical things that's going to be the glue that kind of keeps you together as well. And in my experience for me and my wife, it was having a similar worldview and a common passion for 
us, it was really, I mean, we met at a Bible study. You know what I mean? That's what brought us together. We literally met at a Bible study. And it wasn't like she was going to my church and I was going to hers. It was she had a friend who had invited me to come to their Bible study. And we just kind of casually exchanged information based off of really a business Yeah, and it's one of those things. I I pick, I feel like it's important that we we're touching on this a little bit, and we're going to talk about all different type of things on down the line when it comes to relationship. But sometimes you got to come back to the basics because the basics is what's going to keep that relationship together. The basics is what you call giving it that little bit more, that little bit of change, that willingness to change, to not go hitting up every female that's hitting you up. That willingness to change that knowing that there's certain parts that you may not like that your spouse requests for, from you not to do. And you say, I don't agree with that. But at the end of the day, if you value that relationship, then you will see what you can compromise over. So those are the type things that we will cover here. And we wanted to touch there briefly, but at the same time, we wanted to come back and we wanted to we wanted to let y'all know that your relationship is very valuable. And with everything else that we touch about, that's why I wanted to make this into a different segment when it covers relationships, because relationship, guys, we got to do better. We got to do better. We do. And the way that we do that is we keep our relationships together if we can. If it's everything that it needs to be, then don't go looking off for something else, man. Because that's something else may not be what you think it is. And that's the reason why we're doing this segment. What's the reason why you say you would love this segment so much, man? Well, for me, it's so important to have your relationships in line in terms of your goals and what you're working on to take it into consideration of you wanting to reach that next level of leveling up and being more successful and attracting all the things that you want in life, your closest relationships are going to be probably the most important thing in the pursuit of that success, of that fulfillment, of that next level. If your relationships are not serving you and you are not serving them, it's going to be just ex i mean it's next near impossible really for you to really get there and you can talk to anyone who's achieved any level of success and they'll tell you the same is true you get your your spouse is number one important relationship in your life outside of that of god of course but here on this earth your spouse is number one relationship your children is so important that we don't overlook them as they're younger and they're in their growing phases and developing phases. Sometimes the children can be kind of looked over because they don't require much or so we think it's like, Hey, I could just give them an iPad and I'm going to go work for an hour on my show or two hours. I'm going to be out doing this or that, but you have to pour into your children as well because they're going to grow up one day and they're going to remember all the time that daddy and mommy 
wasn't there, didn't pay me any attention. They didn't talk to me. They weren't there for me to be that listening ear, that shoulder to cry on, wherever it was, that guidance that I needed. So pouring in into your relationships is just as important, or I'd say even more important in terms of your pursuit of success and fulfillment and purpose than getting everything right as far as your business and everything structured and knowing what to do with how I can I level up to make this extra income or I want to grow my influence, I want to grow my audience or I want to get more customers or I want to make more sales or whatever it is that you're going after. I want to get a promotion on my job. I want to get a raise. Whatever is going to be required for you to achieve those things, your relationships, especially your marriage and your family, how you treat them and how you pour into them, how you invest into those is going to be the most important factor in all of it. So this goes right in line with everything that we're trying to do. And I'm excited about it because I think a lot of people may overlook this step and how important that it actually is in the pursuit of the success that we're all striving for. So. And that's an amazing, as we start to wrap things up on this episode, I'm going to put you on the spot one more time. What are three things that you think that you need to be successful in life, period? Well, since you're asking me, I'm going to make it subjective. You need a relationship with God. Got to be connected to the to the creator. Got to be connected to God. He's the source, the power source. He's the infinite intelligence. He's got the answers. When you go to him in prayer, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it another day. I can't I can't even see past my nose. I. I feel like just balling up and, you know, got to have a relationship with God because he's going to keep you on track. That's number one. Number two, you got to have hope. That's why I'm the hope man, right? You got to have hope because hope, what it does is it fuels your faith. And we need faith, regardless of how you look at God or your religion or whatever. You need faith in achieving success because you're striving for something. You're trying to create something. You're trying to produce something. You're trying to make a business. You're trying to get that next level of income. You're trying to attract the audience. Whatever it is that you're doing, they haven't shown up in your life yet. That income hasn't shown up in your bank yet. That business that you're working on hasn't reached the level that you would like it to. So there's an element of faith that you can't actually touch yet, but you see it in your mind. You see it in your heart. You have that desire. You have that vision. You got to have faith. And because you have to have faith, you have to have hope. Hope is the confident expectation that's going to continue to push you when you don't see the results right away, when you don't make the sales right away, when the money isn't rolling in, when things are a little bit challenging with your relationships, you have hope and you're confident and you keep that confident expectation that's going to keep you positive and going to keep you moving forward, right? So got to have a relationship with God, got to have hope. And number three, you got to be positive, got to be positive. And these three all kind of work together, but there's going to be so much negativity that is thrown at you on a daily basis. So many things that you can look at as reasons to just give up or reasons just to say, forget it because whatever, the news is negative, right? We can turn on the news right now. I guarantee you put on CNN, they're not talking about anything positive. I guarantee you start scrolling through your news feed on your phone you're going to be hard pressed to find a positive message. There's so much negativity that's thrown at us. And what it does is it plays on our psyche. It plays on our mind to where we're like, Hey, what's the use, you know, and it's a conditioning. 
So you got to remain positive. You got to stay positive. You got to find any and everything to be positive about. Look for the silver lining. Change your perspective on things that you would necessarily deem negatively. Like, you know, even like right now in this, somebody interrupting and your daughter coming in or whatever. Don't look at that as a negative. Like, oh, man, she messed up. the shit. No, be positive about that. My daughter's healthy enough to walk in here on her own two feet. She's not strapped to a wheelchair or a hospital bed. That's a positive thing. That's beautiful. So we got to look for all of these messages around us of positivity. It's a sunny day, man. That's a positive thing. That's great. If it was a rainy day, hey, we need to uh, we need the moisture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just find ways to be positive and it's going to fuel you. It'll fuel that hope that I talked about and it'll keep you going. It'll keep you positively expecting things and looking for things confidently. And ultimately, that's going to fuel your relationships around you and impact your relationship with God and strengthen your faith and your connectivity and all of these things, which they all have to come into alignment for you to reach the level of success that you're striving for. So, man, no better way to end it. Uh, Y'all heard them. Hey. Against Kevin Hodge, we're out.